This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 258. Hey guys, before we get into this podcast with Dr. Matthew Hines, whom I know you're going to love, he is fascinating and fun, I just wanted to encourage you to go to my website and get on my email list for my Wednesday weekly words. If you're on my list, you'll get a little bit of an email from me every week, um, some words of encouragement, some advice. Um, I research it every week. Kind of goes along with the podcast, but not always. Um, Whatever pops into my mind at the time, I will write about. So if you want to be part of that, just go to my website and sign up with your email. Also, if you would like to try life coaching, there is a place on my website where you can sign up to be coached uh, for free. So go to my website, juliecapel.com or veterinarylifecoach.com and sign up. And Also, also, please go to Amazon and order my new book, Love Your Veterinary Life. If you've read it or if you haven't read it and you are willing to read it, please um, do a little review for me if you liked it. Um, Put that review on Amazon or you can send me an email and I will do that for you. Um, But please go check it out. I worked hard on it. There are a lot of tips and tricks in there to help you train your brain to feel better um, in life and about vet med. It's called Love Your Veterinary Life and it's on Amazon. Okay, so let's listen to this podcast that I did with Dr. Matthew Hines. I think you will, will really enjoy it. He's great. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. Today, I have a wonderful guest for you. I'm so excited. His name is Dr. Matthew Hines. And he is an emergency medicine veterinarian and the co-owner, director of Advanced Animal Emergency in Clinton Township, Michigan. He's a board member and advisor at APAWS, which is a nonprofit organization that provides low-cost veterinary care for the public. He is currently the second vice president of the Michigan Veterinary Medical Association, which you know I'm passionate about. And he is a former junior ranger of the Boy Scouts of America. Welcome to the podcast, Matt. I'm excited to have you. This is going to be fun. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited. I want to learn all about all of these things. Me too. And I'm still slightly nervous. So, well, don't be nervous. (laughs) Nobody has ever died while I'm interviewing them. So, I think we're okay. That's one of my rules in travel don't die. (laughs) Don't die while you're on a trip, right? (laughs) So, I always ask everyone when they're on the podcast, especially veterinarians, is to tell me their story because I love the veterinary story. So, tell me where it started for you to become a vet. Um, well, it was like I was kind of alluding to before the show. Um, I was inspired by a lot of different people um, because I was good with animals. I mean, my toy when I was at my dad's was a cat and a piece of grass. Like, <laughs> you know, that was, that was your only, your only. Yeah, game. no, and the creek behind our house, we had fish, we had crayfish, we had planaria, we had all kinds of stuff in there. It was. It was fascinating. That's cool, yeah. Occasionally snapping turtles. Nice. Yeah, it was fun. Wild so you like the animals right from the get-go? Yep. Like a lot of us, yeah. Absolutely. I knew what I wanted to do when I was young because I wanted to be a space zookeeper uh, or a, a veterinarian. zookeeper. Yeah. That's fascinating. <laughs> like whatever that is, right? 
Yeah, I don't know. It's like a four-year-old thought. Do you still want to go to space? Um, on some level? I mean, I'm not married to the idea. I really like being here. Yeah, yeah. it's not bad, huh? Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm a pretty happy guy. I'm lucky. I work with great people. Yeah. So tell me how you got there. Like you loved animals. You played with a cat. You fished in the creek. Then what? Yep. Um, got a huh? job in pizza. Uh, when I was like 14 and a half and uh, I worked for Nino Salvaggio. I um, then got into animal research at 16 because it paid the bills. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Um, but that was a good I, job for a 16 year old. It was, I got $17 an hour if memory serves. And I was like 1998. Yeah. It was big money. Uh, yeah. No, I wanted to go to school and we were not a rich family. So uh, I was going in state and wanted to go to MSU to be a vet. I was a valedictorian of my high school, uh, Kimball. Of course you were. Um, yeah, no, I didn't even really awesome. realize what a valedictorian was until I got to the end. Um, and <laughs> I hope this doesn't sound braggy, but you asked. No, I want uh, you to. No, I, I like achievement. I like learning. Uh, I ask a lot of questions. And is that how you were raised? Like, is that something that yep. your parents Both kind of sides. you? I learned organization skills, cleaning, chores, how to make it a game, how to like make maintenance fun from the Sellers family of West Virginia and Tennessee. And I, my other side of my family, um, the Heinzes of Royal Oak, uh, doctors, nurses, civil servants, lawyers, I don't know. Um, uh, one of my uncles actually is uh, big in the Lutheran church. Um, but uh, yeah, no, we just, uh, we're, we both sides try to do good by the world. Yeah. Ser servants, which is yeah. awesome. So how did you end up in the hospital? You said you did, were in research at the hospital. So I'm guessing it was animal research. Um, my uncle Boris Sellers uh, was chairman of the Beaumont Foundation for a time. And his brother, my grandfather Floyd, God rest his soul, um, was a trash picker and we had garage sales. <laughs> Really? Big ones. Yeah. Interesting. Big ones. Yeah. Like a picker. Yeah. He, like he, he went a, and picked up a, stuff and a, then resold it? Yeah. He had a basement room called Mr. Breakits and he fixed stuff. That's awesome. My grandmother played bingo and watched kids. <laughs> and he and he picked up stuff and fixed it and sold it. Yeah. He'd drive around in this old wood paneled, uh, God, um, what do you call them? The cars with the really long like tail. a station wagon. Yeah, there you go. It had That's those, what they used to call them before. The they had minivans. Too. It was station wagon. Yeah, they called us the Royal Oak Hillbillies in that family. That's awesome. That's pretty yeah. cool. But but that instilled you a instilled in you a good work ethic and values. Yeah, yeah that I trust. Mm -hmm. They're my armor. You know. Yeah. Compromise everything but your values. Right. Right. Which is so important. Makes life easy. Yes. Yeah. If you know, if you know what your morals and values are, the decisions are simple, right? Yep. So tell me where you, you were 16, you went to the hospital, you worked in research and then how did vet school, how did you get through college? You said you were, you told me earlier, you were a microbiologist. So tell me. Yep. Uh, John Canini uh, took me in out of uh, Beaumont when I worked there. Um, and by the way, uh, I was part of ALAC inspections when I was 17. Like, I, 
I was taught ethics very early in animal use. So I don't think that I like I'm three quarters vegetarian and I live with a former vegan. So um, I'm very respectful of animals and I put my money where my mouth is when I say Yeah, because sometimes research has a bad connotation, right? Like I well, worked in research when I was at Michigan State and it does. It has a very bad we threw a doctor out of Beaumont because he was not being nice to the animals. Okay. That's good to know. Yes. Like yeah. values, right? Right. Um, but yeah, so Dr. Canini, the epidemiologist took me I remember him. I loved him. He used to say, I know. piece of cake, chocolate. Yeah. He called me, uh, do you like impressions? Yes. Matt, do you have my epistar? I love that. <laughs> yeah. I worked with uh, Amy Green, who was the aunt. She taught me everything in the lab, technique, skills. And then you went to Michigan State? Uh, yeah, I went to, so I was at Michigan State, um, and that building happened to be in the Rose Garden, so it was extra great. I got to walk through a Rose Garden every day to go to work. That's um, really cool. I got into physics after that and uh, taught physics lab for five years while well, I actually while I was in vet school for a little while too because I just really liked it um, and it was old hat um, I worked with Dr. Saeed in aquatics for a while um, and that was fabulous he like really really got me into some very interesting places uh, Atlanta Aquarium if you've never been I'm not um, been to one in Atlanta no um, I worked on horseshoe crabs there um again very very respectfully yeah uh, they're good to their animals um was that yeah. research or was that like medical care of the animals at that it was when i was thinking about doing a phd in aquatics um, oh, okay. before i went into emergency um and like yeah i like doing different stuff emergency is the thing i've stuck with the longest which is why i bought in you know, like yeah. that's, why, that's why Maddie and I purchased the clinic. We were in it for the long haul. We're lifers. Yeah. Well, tell me how, why, why emergency medicine? Because um, not all of us do it, right? Like I, I worked in an emergency clinic when I was in, I think I was in vet school. I worked yeah. in, in a summer, you know, as a, as an assistant or whatever I was. Um, and I really, I liked it a lot, but I didn't go into emergency medicine. So why that? What's what do you love about that? Um, so at the end of school, my mentor Winston Wilkinson told me to not get more educated, but to go cement all the skills I had learned. So I have something to fall back on when I don't get a job as a philosophy professor, oh, which is yeah. the most practical advice I have ever been given. Yeah, I love philosophy sure. though. That's so interesting. Yeah, no, I I wanted to go into ethics um, and rhetoric, but uh, alas, um, and so I I did this um, emergency thing. Uh, I I had very good teachers, Natalie. Uh, thank you, Kayla. Thank you. Lots of lots of people taught me how to be um, good at ER med. Yeah, so I yeah, and ER you get a lot of skills real quick, or you take a day job kind of sink or swim right yeah yeah Try to fire yeah and there's do you think that I mean it's this is a hard question to ask you because this is what you do every day but do you think that it is um much much more stressful than being in day practice like do you see a difference in the mm -hmm. ER docs versus the day practice docs as far as their you know the, stress level it, it it can be 
you have to have i mean it all comes back to values like that's what makes it easy um, okay. i have health, i have health problems like i was an inside kid for a lot of reasons for for a while but um you know i just i um uh i've seen doctors burn out um i try to design my practice to be good to the doctors and the team we got new uh practice management software recently that's uh, I see the benefit as the techs are no longer sitting at Avamark typing notes for hours. They're a little bit harder to read, but it saves my staff like so much time. Hours, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's it's all in the cloud and it's all it all checks our legality and everything. It it, it measures our doses for us. It like it, it gives us a, a nice like backup. Instinct science. Everybody should try it. Um, Instinct science, is that the name of the program? Yeah, it's uh, designed okay. by a veterinarian. I've not heard of it. Yeah. Uh, and they really do take requests. Like if you ask for improvements, they'll fix it for you. So it's kind of designed, designed for your hospital. 24 hours a day. Yeah. We are fully functional. We use IT Guru for our technical problems. We use IDEX for our lab work because they spend more on research than any other lab company. Mm -hmm. um, they're cutting edge. Um, and we try and keep our prices reasonable for the area that we're located. Um, so we use MSRP plus the standard emergency markup um, minus, uh, we don't line item, you know, uh, we're not going to charge you for a syringe. That's cost of doing business. Right, right. So thank you, Sarah Abood. Yes, Sarah, Sarah <laughs> Abood graduated with me. Did she? Mm -hmm. How I, I bet you were either friends or enemies. We were friends. We I were thought friends. so. Yeah, yeah she, she was one of my mentors in vet school. She's a strong leader, and uh, you know, she was always like the head of the class, the president. Like that was her, you know. Even in she also in, taught ethics and business. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah, she's awesome. I love Sarah. So tell me about tell me about the values. Like what what do you think are important values for veterinarians to have in order to you know, kind of keep your head on straight and make strong decisions and not get in the weeds? Um, I mean, it, I don't mean to be cloying or whatever. I have atheist friends, but um, no God. Mm-hmm, I agree. Yeah. And just, just make your decisions based on that. Well, yeah, but don't do it for a reward. Do it because it's the right thing to do. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So how does that work for you? Like when you're making a decision in a busy hospital or you have a client that's angry or, you know, something's not going well. What is, what is that, that your values and morals, how does that help you make decisions? If, if somebody out there doesn't feel like they know themselves well enough to have those strong values, like Tell them why it's important and how it works. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay. I, I think I can answer that. Um, <laughs> I have a tendency to make weird questions up. So <laughs> no, I, and I have a method for everything. Okay, good. Um, and if I don't, I make the tool myself. I figure awesome. out, how, but I know, or I know some, I know a guy, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, I stop and I take a breath and I say, what am I doing? And I don't carry my phone in my pocket. Mm, I love that. I don't either. I am not on social media. It is distracting. 
and divisive. Life is not a dichotomy. You are, there is not right and wrong. There is not right and wrong. I mean, sometimes there is, but right. not today, devil. Right. Yeah. I grew There's up not, Southern Baptist. I grew up to, at Southern Baptist. In Michigan, you grew up? Yes. No. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, I didn't know we had church. Southern Baptists in Michigan. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a very progressive church too. I was taught love awesome. there, and uh, yeah. Shrine of the Little Flower was the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting families, that's for sure. Yeah, but that but it made you who you are, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Lots of teachers. Yeah. So so tell me about. Well, I know, I know you're a leader. I'm, I'm, right. I'm going with the idea of going down what the leadership is road or the self-care road. Which way uh, would you rather go? Um, one of my best friends. Well, no, I, I have to, I have, I have a plan for a balanced life. Okay. Tell me about that. I love that. So I want to retire. A, plan, into a balanced life plan. Yes. I want to retire into um, wellness. So I've, I've been doing research and teaching and I'm doing a stint in politics here in a minute. So yeah, um, as a vice president, yeah. right? And like, no, I don't want to go national. I don't, because I don't want to make deals and things like that. That's not me. Uh, right. It would be disingenuous. So, and it would feel icky, I guess. Um, so yeah, no, I guess keep it simple. Um, you know, Occam's razor. But tell me okay. what what do you do personally, like to take care of your oh uh, one of my best friends, as I was saying, I got off track here, didn't I? That's okay. Uh, one of my I'll best keep friends. pulling you back, or I'll just Thank take you. you somewhere else. Is kind of how I do it. <laughs> Natasha Wilson um, is a Johns Hopkins trained psychotherapist who doesn't therapize her friends; she's just their friends. Um, but she does also teach and practice massage. Um, and so we barter massage, um, because oh, really? I, yeah, no, I'm, I have big hands and I'm a surgeon, so I can feel your myofascial trigger point. Um, but yeah, no, so that's a thing. I love acupuncture. I live near Meta metaphysica and I read a lot, you know, um, I live near John King books. And yesterday I took my partner to an eye appointment in Ann Arbor and got to go to my Mecca, the Don Treader bookstore. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. So did you buy a bunch of books? Um, so much so that I had to walk back and get the car and drive it to the store. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't even carry them all. That's awesome. Nope. Yeah. So reading. And it's cheap too. You know, it's a cheap habit. It's a, it's, it's a cheap place to have. Yeah. Do you keep your books or do you like hand my, them off? Do you read them? My house is a library, but everybody knows that if it's not behind glass, you can take it with you. Oh, really? So oh, yeah. anyone who comes over can borrow your books. You can't keep everything. Well, that's true. And there's no reason to, right? Yeah, no. Just keep the meaningful stuff. Yeah. Throw away the card. That Well, that's really cool. I, I love the reading thing because I'm always saying I'm going to read more. I'm going to read more. I'm going to read more. And because I have kind yeah. of You've... one of those squirrel brains, I'm constantly like, well, but I could do this and then I could do that. And you know, I, I get a little scattered. So I always Just have a pile of books though that day. I'm, that I'm reading. Yeah. Put them around you. Put yeah, I do. I, I have, I have several and they're, and I'm usually about halfway through each one. 
because <laughs> I yeah, pick that, up yeah that that's how I read mm-hmm. yeah which I don't know why it's but like that's a little seems to appeal to me yeah I probably do have a little ADD truth be told keeps you honest uh, I guess so so tell me about what you like and what you don't like about being a leader because you run your practice along with your partners correct yes um we come on um they're both in the throes of parenthood so um i like work christmas and thanksgiving because that's my penance for splitting uh you know a full-time position now that i don't want to work 90 hours a week anymore um so uh it was a lot of work in the beginning and i think we built a really strong place uh rick thank you very much for teaching us leadership and carl and chuck um we had a three-day leadership conference that really changed the culture um in my hospital and and we've been leaning into it ever since and what did you do specifically to change the culture um we went to um what is it uh misd uh the the district school building and, oh yeah, yeah, I know where uh, they, we I know hired that. these guys, Rick and Chuck. My employees mm-hmm. called them the Bobs. Thank you, <laughs> girls. I love you. <laughs> you keep it interesting. That's they awesome. Blush all the time too. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, and he gave us some inspiring lectures. Recommended a few books, which actually a good number of my team read because they felt good at this and played games. He told me, "I want you to bring five giant sticky pads." Mm. Uh, make sure the room has Those a projector and that we have an empty room uh he taught us to trust each other yeah and, and give Important. each other the benefit of the doubt so like if a single mother is 15 minutes late you know if you want her to be employed there long term you're going to give her some you know 15 percent for life some latitude yeah and not going to be bitching about it behind yeah. her back mm-hmm. yeah. no so important yeah so it, it kind of goes back to your, you know, have grace and love for everyone, right? Yeah. I mean, when when you look at what we have going on in the world, Gaza and Ukraine and geez, I know. I hate to pollution. even think about that. It makes me so sad. War. Yeah, no. So I mean when you're when it's cold and dark, what do you have left? Kindness. Yeah, kindness for sure. So to go let's go back to the games thing. What it did the games allow you to trust each other do you think because I'm I'm big into that like when I when I had staff meetings we always had silly games to play because I think it's really bonding for a practice so tell me about that I was stressed and unhealthy and I had forgotten what I learned <clears throat> pardon me learned, excuse me learned as a child allergies I'm telling you go ahead let's both drink um <laughs> cheers mm-hmm. but, but yeah so I mean, water um, my family always played games, and so I had just forgotten that that teaches you to, like, play with each other, you know? Yes. Go out to a play. Don't watch TV. In real life. It's so cool. Yeah, like, live. Live music. My first, game, live. Yeah. my first game was when I was three. I was taught by my grandmother how to play a Western Irish game called Chase the Ace. Chase the Ace. Is that a yeah. card game? cards and pennies oh cool so it's kind of like gambling a little bit 
<laughs> oh yeah. Uh, my family teaches you try to try not to get addicted to things. And uh, if you are, we are supportive of your cure um, because there are predilections on both sides. So um, right. we try to look out for each other. Yeah. But those, those are the kind of games you played at this leadership thing that brought your team closer. Um, yeah, I mean, he put a blindfold on one of us and had the other one walk us around. He blindfolded all of us and had one person who could see it, the shape of a rope, explain it without using words, uh, something like that. Um, he had us build. So there was there was he built a little house out of like Tinker Toy type things. Mm, yeah, I've done that one with my team. That one's fun. Yeah, you know that one. Uh-huh. That, that teaches you how you communicate. Yeah, well, you it's, explain how it works because I know how it works, but if people haven't, okay. Before. So you, uh, Rick and Chuck, build these little houses out of Imagine Tinker Toys, and um, you have two people who are gonna see it, and they run to two people who are going to tell the people how to build it. Right. Yeah, it's like tele, kind of a little bit like telephone. Paper telephone. Yeah. 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 And then the, and then the people at the other end have to build it without ever seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fun game. And then they run back and forth and keep getting information and asking questions and. Talking about myself now has just real made me realize that I'm a 41 year old child. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what, what's interesting is I think, I think we all need that. And I think life beats that out of us. Mm-hmm. When I first started playing games with my staff, there were certain people, especially my older employees, that didn't like it. They thought it was dumb. They resisted. They fought. Like they didn't. They didn't get it. Rick taught me to keep doing it. Yeah, and, and I did. The, unfortunately, we had to, we did we lot we parted ways with a few people, and that's fine. They found yes. a culture that they need. Our yeah, bus is our bus is going forward, and gosh darn it, we're leaning into who we are. Be yeah. who you are. Be who, be who you are. Um, am I allowed to swear? You know what? I won't. Yes, you um, can swear if you want. Yeah. One of our hospital <laughs> policies is don't be a dick. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. And I did not invent that. The girls did. Yeah. They call me Heinz or Heinzy. Like we're we're peers there. I'm not the, am... the boss of them and they're not the boss of me. One of my receptionists used to call me Jules. Mm-hmm. Like Jules. If I were one of your employees, not in front of the clients. It, what our rule was in front of the clients, you call me Dr. Capel, but you can call me whatever you want as long as it's yeah. nice, right? If you're not yeah. having fun, you're doing it wrong. Exactly. So um, I, I think there are a lot of veterinarians out there that are struggling with our profession. And I, for one, love this career so much. And it breaks my heart to see people struggling so much. So let me ask you what advice you would give to somebody that's either been in our profession for a while and they're burned out or that are just getting in and are getting nervous about what's out there for us. Like, what's your advice for those people? Um, you know, you know, I read a lot. So um, yes. I like sayings and adages because they like. Good. I love that, too. Them. I love quotes and all those poetry, the arts. Yeah, yeah. No, pretty things, as it were. Um, and, uh, as an inside kid, like I said, I had the chance to peruse a lot of that, you know, whatever. Uh, so you develop a variety of tastes. So that'd be the first thing is develop a variety of tastes. Okay. 
Um, something my grandmother used to say is, Matthew, give them 85% maximum. The rest is between you and God. Oh, um, that's really cool. I love so, that. Yeah, I, I try to exist at 85% and the rest I give to the arts pretty much. Um, I uh, I really I grew up in uh, at a little bit at Ridgedale, my best friend. Uh, I should say oldest friend as well. Jerry Martini's family owned Ridgedale Players in Troy. Um, oh, that's interesting. So yeah, I got to experience theater very young. My uncle Boris used to buy us tickets to the Fisher. Um, yeah. my, and my dad worked downtown. Um, he was an HVAC technician for a lot of years, union forever, defending our rights. Um, anyway, <laughs> I don't know. I like to do stuff. I so like to do stuff, figure out what you like and go do it. Yeah. It's and so not, not be now. so bogged down in vet med. It's, yeah. it's, it's your job, not your life. Right. If you're sad, you know, I just watched the Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary because he's fascinating. He is. Um, I, I heard a little speech by him recently, but I haven't seen the documentary, so I'll have to go watch it. You know, and there are, there are Republicans that I very much uh, ally with, and he's one of them. His What he did for California, holy moly. I'm an old backpacker. That's that like California is incredible. Yes. My son lives there. Did you know that? Really? He lives in L.A. Yeah. Cool. Very for the cool. last couple of years. He moved, L.A. He moved you can kind of keep. I like the countryside. He moved well, yeah. He moved from Michigan to New York and then to LA. But he he's a musician, so he has to kind of be somewhere where the stuff is going on. Yeah, I have a, a friend from high school who's a, was a US Parks Ranger, or uh, still is, I should say. Um, so she used to get us into some pretty interesting places. We drive out there in a Honda Civic or a Honda CRV from 1997. Oh, that's a long trip. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's get crazy. to know some people. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell me about the arts. What'd you do in the arts? Or what do you um, still do in the arts? It sounds like you still do art, huh? Ooh, big passion. Uh, you can see behind me, um, my neighbor, John Strand, is a pointillist around the corner for 40 plus years. Um, I He lets me give him a little money over time to buy some of his more magnificent pieces because he says I'm trustworthy. So what does that <laughs> uh, mean? What, do you, what did you say he is? He's a pointillist. He's he makes dots. He oh. makes dots that mean things. Oh, that's cool. And and that's how he does his drawings. Yeah, these these are the pearls of infinite wisdom. I, I didn't know that was the name of it, but I've seen people do that before. That's fascinating. So you yeah. buy you buy from him. Do you do it too? Uh no, I I've done a little collage artistry, I did a little singing. Um, I don't do anything professionally. I, I fenced, I curled, I just like learning things and then fencing is fascinating mother calls them my fads your fads yeah do you you keep doing all of them or do you go from one to the other because I sometimes feel like I go from one thing to the next and go well that was fun and now I'm going to try something different to give you an example can you uh, hold on just one second yeah yeah I'm going to show you something do what you guys do I spent a month uh with a friend of mine um who needed me uh and uh, bestie again um and we were on a boat um and her mother had just passed away and so uh she taught me how to needle felt because i say yes if it sounds interesting and i haven't heard of it i made this turtle that is cute so what is needle well what is that needle it's like an 
a Japanese and Irish tradition where you take wool, loose wool, and you basically poke it with a pin and you're sculpting the wool. And uh, then you paint it with colored wool, basically, and a needle. That is so cool. Show it to me again. Yeah, there you go. So is it one piece of wool or is it different? Uh, it's many pieces of wool that become one. That is really cool. I never heard of that either. I know, right? Yeah, that's cool. Something to do. Yeah. And why why is that important? Like, why do you think being artsy? This, this is interesting because I started doing this thing about 12 weeks ago with my daughter called The Artist Way. Have you ever read that book? No, um, my, Artist my partner Way. will love it though. Uh, text it yeah. to me later, will you? It's really cool. Um, it's kind of off topic, but. Oh, perfect, yeah. My daughter's a singer and she is very, you know, artistic. Both of my kids are. And um, she's picked up this book and it's all about reconnecting with your inner creativity. Yeah. yeah it's people. very cool. They're it, there. It has exercises to do. You you have to take artist dates. So every week we have to like I built this Lego thing the other other day. That was my artist date. I bought this Lego flower sculpture and I built it. Um but you're supposed to try different things like that painting and pottery and you know whatever just something artistic. Um, I have a weekly meeting that I go to called Carl Night. It's actually on Carl Tuesdays. Um, I, it's named after my friend Carl Wolf. Um, <laughs> That's I just awesome. got a job with Samaritas, uh, the uh, the uh, International uh, Ukrainian Refugee Fund. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah, no, very cool. But uh, yeah, and you know, a group of people get together and we try to do something intellectual. So we're actually I'm teaching them how to make soup tonight. Oh, how to make soup. Cook. That's cool. Yeah. So cooking class. That's art. That's artsy. That's one of the things that you can do. Right? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're reasonable. Kids are welcome. You know, if you like, so we have some friends who have kids that are just, you know, they go play or read or do whatever they do. Yeah. They think Joe's studio is fascinating. So that's, you know, he's in radio. Yeah. That's amongst amazing. other things. Yeah. So just never bored. Well, and that, and that's part of it, right? Is, is not necessarily never bored, but just not trapped in one way of thinking. Yeah, no, I just, you know, I keep my mind on what I'm doing, not on yeah. how bad it is. So it's, being present. Yeah. If you're going to say it, say it with a smile. Yeah. Even when the clients are mad at you. Well, no, I'm either going to help them, um, understand or I'm not and if I if I can't communicate with them I want them to trust me as much as is possible because most of them are meeting me for the first time right people forget the art in medicine the art is bedside manner yes it absolutely are is. you are you a, a dur a doctor or are you a healer like what are you there for what are you doing what is it in itself that's interesting and your job is to communicate with the clients not necessarily fix the pet yeah, I mean, some people are in themselves and some people are for themselves. And you're always going to run into people and they're shysters. And, but I'm not afraid to step on broken glass. I mean, I'm not going to go not walk on the beach barefoot because I'm afraid to step on glass. Like, it's, right. if I do, I can fix it. Yeah, yeah. Don't milk and all, you know? Yeah, that's a very interesting way to put it because, you know, we, we get so fearful of the client that might be angry or the case that might go wrong when the majority of them are going right. 
Well, people think they know so much and they're so certain, but nothing is certain. I mean, death and taxes, right? Right. Yeah. Um, Especially in vet med, nothing ever goes the way. Like, no. it, you don't and know. And if it's a technician's animal, it's going to go even worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, or you're just not going to know what's wrong with it, right? Yeah. I mean, I tell my employees all the time, I repeat these things. It's actually, I think, why Alex Pollock works for me. I think she likes my rhymes. Yeah. It's a problem the world around, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I use metric. You're, you're a poet too, right? Oh no, I just uh, I, I, theater, right? You get you learn things in song you never forget. I love that. I know. I was just saying that to my mom today. We were out at some antique place because we had to go somewhere, and um, we were walking around trying to kill some time. And um, I came up with this song that I knew when I was like probably four. <laughs> I saw this toy and I'm like, Hey, I remember the commercial for that toy. And I sang every word. Yeah. No, that's what I'm <laughs> like, telling how you. That, like, how does that happen? I got a million of them. Like you learn bits in my family and they're funny and you keep yeah. each other up by doing that. We rise that's by awesome. lifting others. Yeah. yeah. So, so is that how you uplift your team too? Oh yeah. I'm a clown. I'm the village idiot. I love it. You it's can crazy. laugh or you can cry. <laughs> yeah. And, and we've done enough crying, right? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, we cry, if, but when it's warranted, we, yeah. we don't cry because we're stressed. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're, we proceed with purpose, poise. And Ooh, I love patience. that. Proceeding with purpose. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. But they remember to be patient too, because they don't know and they're having a bad day. So give them a little room, let them know there are boundaries. There's a letter in every room. That's a letter from my staff to a client that says, you know, I'm here to help as much as you'll let me. Be kind. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We're going to try and find a solution, but there will be only so many available solutions given what we think is going on. Right. Yeah. And what, and the amount of money that they have too, right? Sometimes that's the limiting factor and that's okay. I I try to tell veterinarians that if the clients have limits, then that's okay. Now you work within those limits. Well, I mean, we, we try to be, try and treat clients as family members if they'll let us. Some people think that's icky. Uh, or cloying or that we're being disingenuous but that's what I try to get across it's like if you ask me what I would do if it's my animal I will answer you I will give you a very honest answer but and like I'm I'm appreciative inquiry based I tell people like if you don't understand something or I go too fast go you know like flying over my head times yeah so I'll, I'll, I'll we'll get there we just have you to can bring it down time. bring it down a notch yeah. speak english right instead of medical i have a note from my grandfather uh that says matthew always do your best and be a good boy and i uh like you know that's a good life model right and motto right there right yep i know where the note is best and be good yeah and yeah. my dad said do your maintenance do your maintenance. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that goes back to your self-care, right? Yeah, I like gardening. That's awesome. I love that. So what do you think the future holds for our industry? And either in your emergency realm or just veterinary medicine in general, like what is your hope? What is what is your opinion? What do you think is going to happen for us? Well, I mean... Do you want 85% Matt or do you want like my real opinion? I want your real opinion. Okay. I, I, I am uh, on you're this. You're not listening to, to this help. MVMA. Yeah, I um, well, I I'm in this 
I'm in this business that I'm in now, right. Of writing, writing the book that I just wrote and having the podcast and trying to help people by coaching them in order to give us a better future. Right. So we can love what we do and not be so stressed and burned out. And so, yeah, I want your honest, honest opinion because that's where the solutions are going to come from. Right. Yeah, the reason I agree to do this is because I feel like the world is ready to hear the truth. It needs to hear the truth. And the truth is there when you when you see the differences between people, comparison is the thief of joy. Yes. Like yes. that's what's up. And life is not two products. Like you just not have just to. Before. Yes. Or you can invent another one, like come up with something better, but you have to talk to people and you have to be willing to be wrong. And if you're wrong, you like have to take responsibility and you then move on to reconciliation in whatever way you can. Like my internet reviews are not great. Some of them because of reasons, you know, emergency people are highly strung and highly flung, you know, it is what it is. They're stressed. They're stressed yeah. to their maximum for many reasons. We try reasons. And, yeah, we yeah. try and make it as good as possible. Happy, healthy, right. live as long as possible. Right. Um, so just stick to your guns. Keep on trucking. Yeah. And you think we'll be okay. Um, I think veterinarians are incredible. Um, I think that I they them. come out of school like holistic doctors because they they can they look at a whole animal or a whole herd or whatever they're doing um and they're so versatile you know they can do anything that was one of the classes i taught uh at wayne state um was um regulatory veterinary medicine and like opportunities in government and industry um but so yeah it's uh i don't know teach civics to your children Get a broad education, develop taste and intuition, like teach yourself a skill. And when you get good at it, teach yourself another one. I love that. Learn, 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 read, read, read. The.com. Yeah. And you'll be better, right? Yep. So what didn't I ask you that I should have before we start to wrap this up? Ooh. We, we could Can do I this again. I, I, I could... I could uh, talk to you probably for three or four more hours, so we can no. do this again, but what didn't uh, I ask Let's you? have coffee. Yeah, we will, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, tell me tell me what I for- didn't ask you that I probably should have. Ooh, what were you listening to right before this? What was I listening to? Or I should yes. ask you. Tell me uh, what you were listening well, to, Matt, right cat, before we got please. on here. Let's, uh, let's exchange. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast when I was driving Ooh. back home because I like some of Rogan's man. I think yeah, I know. I, I, I enjoy, I don't like all of his podcasts, but I do like some of them. That's what, what I made me realize. To. He's a teacher. He's good. He's not always right, but he's a teacher. No. And he, he said, what the, what's the line? He goes, remember everybody, women made all the humans in the world. I love that. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. That mind blown, right? Before. Yeah. Yeah. That's an awesome thought. Yeah. No, I was listening to uh, Malambo number one by Ima Sumac. Really interesting. Yeah, it's my pump up music. I love that. So you're getting <laughs> ready for this podcast, huh? <laughs> oh, no. I was very nervous, but you didn't hurt. You didn't bite. 
No, you're doing great. I love it. I think we've gotten a lot of information out of you, but I think there's so much more. Oh, yeah, no, I am a font of useless knowledge. Yeah. Well, I, I really think that people need to hear different perspectives from people that work in different aspects of this profession. And the fact that you, you know what I didn't ask you? And I just thought of this. There goes my squirrel brain. I didn't ask you about your charity um, place that you are on the board. Oh, APOS. Yeah, that a that's, a, that's, a, that's a horse of a different color. Like really, that, that, that would, we could talk hours on that. I am so committed to Detroit Pit Crew, Macomb County Sheriff's Department, Animal Control, and APOS. They do good in the world. They make the world a better place to live in. So, so that piece of your work, which is is basically charity, right? You're you're volunteering. Yeah, is valuable to your life as a vet. Yeah, no, I uh, I like I to be involved. Okay, well, maybe we'll talk about that part of the on, solution, on another podcast, right? Yeah, oh, and the second yeah. vice president of the Michigan Veterinary Medical Association, which I know all about because I did that, and that's fun. Being on boards is, especially in the, in the veter on the veterinary boards is great. From humble beginnings, you know, like just try and stay humble though, like because getting an ego is dangerous. Yes, it absolutely is. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Cool. And yeah. No, I need had fun to do too. more. I've already learned some things about you, but I like I have all these questions now. I'm like, I got to ask them all these things. So maybe we'll do this again if if you're going to be less nervous and. We can talk oh, yeah. a little bit more about running the practice and maybe some business stuff we could go into and leader cast leader. some shade as it were. Yeah, and talk about the talk about the moms group a little bit that we're both a part of. Yes, love if it. people don't have that in their area, that would be something really cool to start. Every so single we'll person talk about at all that, that table has taught me, if not one thing, multiple. I'm telling you, it it is a wealth of information, right? Yep. Share, yes. share, share your information. Yeah, maybe on the next one, we'll talk a little bit more about that kind of thing, huh? Yeah, please. Yeah, I love this. Okay, everyone, we're our, we're going to wrap this up, but this is Dr. Matthew Hines. And um, do you want anyone to find you? You said you're not on social media. So do you want anyone to reach out to you? Or if they want to know more, they can reach out to me. I, I know this is ridiculous and I'm going to sound like an idiot, but like I'm like handshake based. I want to look you in the eye. Face to face, huh? that's mm -hmm. the ranger okay. in me if someone wants to meet you and they email me and i email you oh you know what i make that actually, happen if anybody listening to this podcast wants to email me my email is h y n e s dot m j at gmail.com okay i'll put that in the notes if that's okay yeah okay. hey uh julie can i get a copy of this when you're done with it oh yeah absolutely my, my partner like like he's in radio so he's interested awesome what kind of radio stuff does he do um he's worked yeah all sorts of things uh he was part of okay, a cool. podcast project um with wfmu in new york uh, new jersey uh a friend of ours yvonne works there or, nice. uh, now remotely but um yeah uh yeah, i absolutely i will share it with you i'll share the audio and the video if you want yeah please yeah well, I really appreciate you being here. We're going to sign off, um, but I, I'm so happy that you agreed to be on and we'll yeah. try to do it again if you're willing. Uh, yeah, no, I, I guess I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a beautiful week, everyone. Right. Bye. Bye. Bye, Matt. Well.